Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook betting app. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we're going straight Arizona basketball this entire show. We got our first glimpse of Arizona against another competition last night against Western Oregon. By the way, tip of the cap for Western Oregon for trying to play uh, fast and keep up with the Cats. Generally, teams like that try to keep it close to the vest. So tip of the cap to Western Oregon. But couple thoughts. First of all, looking at this team, and we're going to go player by player here. It's going to be a pretty in-depth pod. But looking at this team, you could tell that by the end of the season, and there might be some bumps along the ro- road because, again, you got a lot of new pieces, which we'll get to. But this team up front is one absolutely one of the top five front courts in the country. And statistically, I think you can expect something like 40 and 22 from these guys, which is absolutely insane. And on the perimeter, I think that Tommy Lloyd added the right pieces. So let's get to that. And first of all, in the starting lineup, we got to go with the guy, the leading returning player uh, on the team, and that's Azulis Tabellis. Um, I was mainly curious just to look at, at Azulis' confidence level, how he was picking things out. And honestly, he looked fantastic out there. He was quick with his movements. Again, got to make his free throws. I get that, but I'm not terribly worried about that. He, he was quick, though, with his movements. He finished well. He looked comfortable out there. Again, it's against Western Oregon. But this is a player that I've thought from day one needs to be 18-8. and eight. Um, every single game, Azulis Tabellis needs to go in, and Arizona fans need to be able to count on him for that. Um, again, he this is a the 19 and three performance. I don't put much stock into the rebounds because I think that'll be fine. But every game that Tabellis goes into, he needs to be that guy. This was a nice start. I loved what I saw from him from an athleticism confidence perspective. Lining up next to him, the big man, Umar Ballo. All right, now. I've watched a lot of Arizona basketball over the years, and I'll say this, that there's very few guys that you look out on the court and say, man, that is a massive individual. And Umar Ballo is about as big a person as I've ever seen in an Arizona uniform. And even though he's a little leaner now, in a weird way, he actually looks bigger just because he's more cut up now. But um, he looked mu- he looked much more nimble. He's going to be a he's gonna be a guy who's probably gonna get you 12 and eight this season and he's probably gonna hover around all conference type expectations. I don't know that he'll quite be all conference, but somewhere around 12 and eight um, 
obviously you want to see him against quicker bigs, uh, quicker, more, you know, skilled bigs, but so far so good. I love what, uh, I love what I saw. And again, you can tell that he really worked his butt off there. He and uh, again, 12 and eight, something like that. So if you combine the uh, 18 and eight with the 12 and eight, you're looking at 30 and 16 between those two. I think those are very realistic expectations for uh, both of those players. And again, Big, big props to Ballo on what he's been able to do because uh, his body transformation and just the way that his skill is taken to it and the way that he can finish down low, I didn't see any of that really when he came in here. And, uh, you know, again, tip of the cap to him because he's worked his butt off to get there. Now, at the other uh, front court uh, slash small forward position, Pella Larson. All right, anybody that knows me knows I was wrong on Pella. Hashtag my bad Pella. Um, that will be a, a line throughout the season here, throughout his entire career. Um, Larson is incredibly solid. First of all, he's slimmed down and he looks far bouncier. He also looks more comfortable uh, with the dribble. Again, he's never going to be a guy that's going to necessarily break his guy down off the bounce. He might be able to do it through some crafty nature and whatnot, maybe drive to the hoop, you know, get some uh, uh, fadeaways. But he won't ever, you know, he's not going to be coming down and crossing you up or anything. That's not necessarily his game, but it doesn't need to be his game. He just needs to be solid with the ball, make the shots, and finish uh, around the basket, which he's got in a, a pretty innate ability to do, and be that steadying influence out there. And defensively, he's got to be the kind of player that can lock up another team's best player. I think there's other guys on this roster that can do that, but Tommy Lloyd wasn't, uh, he wasn't kidding around when he said that he expects uh, Pella Larson to be in the defensive player of the year conversation. Love what I saw from Pella. Again, my bad Pella right there. Another guy that totally has reworked his body and looks fantastic. Now, a couple things that also is fantastic. Four Peaks Brewery, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Now you've got the uh, you got the bar up in Tempe. You've also got it down here at Tap and Bottle for all the away game watch parties this Saturday at four o'clock. Show up; it's a great time. And here's the other thing: you can also hook yourself up with some discounted beer. Fifteen dollars for a twenty-four pack of the Fall Variety Pack this Saturday only at Four Peaks Wilson's Tasting Room on Wilson Street in Tempe, nine a.m. to one p.m. The first fifty peeps get their uh, get a free Oktoberfest shirt. Must be twenty-one or older. Enjoy responsibly. Again, you can also get the Four Peaks at the Tap and Bottle Watch Parties, which will uh, cons- uh, resume this Saturday, four o'clock at Tap and Bottle downtown. Come hang out with us. It is a great time. A lot hang out with a lot of U of A fans. Uh, yell at the TV. Watch uh, Arizona take on Utah. This is also going to be uh, going into basketball season as well. So again, check it out. Uh, Tap and bottle downtown. We'll have the Four Peaks Brewery down there, or Four Peaks Brew down there as well. A lot of people show up. It's a great time. All right, now getting back into the uh, starting lineup right there. Courtney Ramey. Ramey, to me, is the guard that everybody, uh, that Arizona maybe didn't have last year. And that he looks like, and I'm going to steal something from my good friend John Schuster, he looks like the player that would be on the University of Houston or something to that effect. He looks like a player who is will be able to cover other guards, other smaller, quicker, more powerful guards. And offensively, I thought he looked fantastic. Um, the three-point shot, I expect him to be able to hit around a 40% clip. Um, he had a nice finish around the basket in transition. 
Um, I, and I also has a little bit of that steadying, uh, steadying type feel to him. I think next to uh, Kerr, he's a perfect complement. And uh, honestly, I think that uh, he's probably going to play 30 minutes per game. I love what I saw from Ramey. I think he's got a unique skill set on this roster. And I would look for him to probably average about 12 to 13 points per game and be a secondary facilitator and a guy that uh, is going to challenge to be on the all-league defensive team. I think he's got that kind of potential to him. Now, the other guy, Kirk Creesa. Now, I got to preface this by saying that um, he, Kirk Creesa has, take, has take, taken and making that's not English, but whatever. Uh, a lot of big shots in his career. You can think to Illinois. You can think to Oregon. You can think to uh, uh, U, uh, UCLA. He's he's taken some big shots and he's made them. So that is a obviously a big part of the equation. But you know, we got to be honest here. The percentages, the shooting percentages stink. Um, last year, you know, you're shooting the low 30s from the field, mid thir- or uh, low 30s from three, mid 30s from the field. And you're not really a good def- uh, good defender. You got to be able to have an offense that's going to be able to make up for that. And um, so far, he hasn't shown it. Again, he was 0 3 last night. But I will say this, and our guy Kobe Thiel made this point: that 0 of 3 didn't turn into an 0 of 11. It didn't turn into a you know just all right. I'm just chucking it up. Uh, from a facilitator standpoint, he's actually underrated. You know, again, had almost five assists per game last year. Really good assist or good assist to turnover ratio, but he's got to be able to shoot better because his limitations don't make up for the lack of shooting. If he's, you know, if he's not going to be making his shots, um, Ramey, I think, gives you a little bit more flexibility there, as does Kylan Boswell. But to be determined on Kerr, um, he's like I said, it's pretty self-explanatory. He's got to be a better shooter. And he should be a better shooter. One thing, though, that you never have to worry about, though, is game time. Now, there's a lot of people out there that are procrastinators like myself, and they say, I'll get tickets at the last second. And then you realize at the last second that you don't have the tickets. That's where game time hops in. All right. So here's the deal. You can get onto game time. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy your tickets last minute. Again, great for you procrastinators out there. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. We've had multiple play- people on the post-game shows hop in there and talk about how they got their tickets through game time, and um, and it worked out very well for them. Check it out. Again, game time, that's where you go to get all of your last-second tickets. They're there for a reason. And Candlin. Not all children have what they need to be successful in life. In Arizona alone, almost 30% of young children live in poverty, and more than 50% of these children are behind their peers before they even start kindergarten. Candlin, a Phoenix-based nonprofit, is on a mission to provide the support programs and tools that every child needs to make uh, uh, to nurture their future. To get involved in Candlin's mission, visit Candlin.org. That's Candlin.org. All right. Now, what also fascinates me in a big way about this Arizona team is I think that this depth is going to be pretty uh, is going to be pretty impressive as the season goes on. And I've said from day one that there was something about Cedric Henderson Jr. that really enticed me. You look at him; he's about six foot six, six foot seven. I don't know, and about probably two hundred and ten pounds. But he's got the strength, he's got the length, and he's got the athleticism to be able to guard perimeter players. But at the same time, 
He can also bang down low. Jake Fisher had an interesting point. XU of a great linebacker, Jake Fisher, made a point about how he thinks that uh, he could be in a lineup of death, which we will get to, or the death lineup, which we will get to after we break everything down. But um, I think Henderson's going to play. As we've talked about, he played his best against big schools uh, when he was at Campbell, i.e. Duke putting up 18 and 11. I think he's going to be one of those guys that has a nose for the ball. And I think he's going to force his way into more playing time because of the defense, the rebounding, the hustle, and the ability to be able to get garbage points. And I say garbage points in a very, very complimentary way right there. Um, Big fan of him. I think that he could be 18 to 20 minutes per game and maybe more depending on the uh, situation. Now, the other guy, Adama Ball. Um, Going into the year, I, you know, I've talked about it. I think that he's the ultimate wild card. And um, you watched him last night, and he looked like he was going to be, he's going to be in a position to be able to uh, contribute for this team, especially as a scorer. You look at him, and he's still only 18. You got to remember that. But again, 10 of the 11 free throws. He showed last year, too, that he can shoot the ball. He's also got a nifty little pull up game as well. There's a lot to like about Adama Ball. And he didn't uh, have anything out there that uh, would dissuade anyone from thinking that. Again, Rhino and I talked about it. You know, if he were to average four points per game, cool. If he were to average nine and kind of make that Michael Dickerson trajectory as a sophomore, I could see that as well. But a guy that uh, is a very, very nice option off the bench. Big fan of Adama Ball. Very fascinated to see what he does going forward. And then Henry Vasar. Big Henry. You watch him out there, and he's like a young colt. He's all legs, he, or he's all limbs, he's all legs. But you can tell that he's going to be a player. He is a uh, – um, his body was meant for basketball. The game might be a little bit too fast for him. But his with his wingspan, he also looks like he's nine feet tall. Um, he's definitely not a one-and-done. He's going to be here multiple years, which is a good thing. He's going to get playing time this year. But I think the real comeuppets on him is next year because I think he'll probably be 25 to 30 minutes per game. He's still raw. You can tell that. But between the shot, the ability to move, the length down low, the ability to block shots, he's got a very bright future in front of him. And that future is starting now. And Dylan Anderson, my guy, Jason Shearer is going to die a slow death on Dylan Anderson. Um, we got to remember a lot of people were out on Dylan Anderson, mainly because, you know, he, uh, his, he kept falling in his high school rankings cause he was lurking on the perimeter in high school, trying to be a small forward. I never cared about that because I knew when he got to the U of a Tommy Lloyd, wasn't going to allow him to do that. What I did like about him was, is that he's a big kid that can move pretty well. He's got some pretty decent finishing ability around the hoop. And on top of that, he has uh, really taken to the weight room. You look at him now and he looks totally different than he did when he arrived at the University of Arizona. Um, big, uh, obviously big kudos to Chris Rounds on that one right there. But Anderson, you know, I, a lot of people thought he was going to redshirt. I'm not sure that he's going to redshirt now. Um, he looked like he was ready for some real minutes. Again, who knows, you know, how he's going to be against real competition. But you could also tell, too, that this is going to be a player that is going to be a real – after a year or two, this is he's going to be a problem in the Pac-12 conference there or the Pac-10 conference. And again, the Tommy Gun knew what he was doing with Dylan Anderson. Big fan of Anderson. Think he's going to play it this year. No red shirt for him, in my opinion. Now, 
Kylan Boswell then comes in. Everybody knows, arrived early, had the foot injury, uh, got a lot health, got healthy quicker than almost anybody thought that he would. And I just look for him to be a steadying influence out there. I don't look for him to be a difference maker. Could be wrong, but considering being a little bit behind schedule, being younger, I think he's about a 10 to 12 minute per game guy. And, but again, next, it's all about getting healthy, getting acclimated to the college game because next year at this point, I think he's going to be a real, he's going to have to be a ball handling force for Arizona because especially when you're dealing with the European guys, you don't know who could leave, who could come back. Kerr's already older, but Boswell is just about getting minutes, being steady. And I think that that's going to be the case for him. Um, as far as uh, uh, Philly B, Philip Borovichinen, um, I think that Philly B is pro- could be headed towards a red shirt. Uh, like his ability, big uh, long-term, defensively, you can tell it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. His body is better than I think a lot of people thought, including myself. But, you know, right now, it's just a little bit too quick for him. I like him long-term. He's certainly got the skills. But I can certainly see a redshirt year coming out of him. Now, two things first. Morefurniture.com. Now, check it out. More Furniture. This is the place where you can go. And you can get the best furniture you want, morfurniture.com. They redid the entire PHNX studios. It looks absolutely fantastic. uh, Tell people out there about morefurniture.com because they got great deals. You go in there and it basically, it's leisurely shopping, great deals and all kinds of good stuff in there. So again, check it out, morefurniture.com. Remember, morfurniture.com. And uh, again, with the death lineup here, I'm very curious about this. So, uh, and again, Jake Fisher put this out there. Could you have a lineup at the end of games where you have something like Kerr, Courtney Ramey, uh, Pella Larson, Cedric Henderson playing that 3-4, and then Zulus Tabellis? I think that could be the case. That, to me, is an intriguing lineup right there. But the one thing about this squad, though, is this is an intriguing, this is going to be a fun team to watch. Again, they might take some lumps early, but by the end of the year, nobody's going to want to mess with this team. So wanted to kind of touch base just on what I thought about this team and just individual breakdowns. But as always, we will be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.